1: or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you
0: cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in shopify's there to help you grow sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase that's shopify.com slash special offer professional sports better and podcast host nick Dias. Let's go. I like that intro, man.
1: Professional sports, but I think my average salary for an NFL running back that has won a Super Bowl is under $3 million. But the game has changed. So the running back gets devalued. And it's super unfortunate because the reason why I say I'm so hypocritical is because if you're a running back, yo, hold out. It's expected.
0: Welcome back to the digital social hour guys got an amazing guest for you guys today professional sports better and podcast host nick Dias.
1: let's go i like that intro man professional sports better i think i might have to add that to my
0: linkedin page man i mean you said sixty win percent last time we spoke so that i'd consider that a professional level
1: yeah nfl has been i don't bet as i don't bet as many games you know what i mean like a lot of people bet the Monday night game, because it's Monday night football, dude. We're at the bar. We got to bet it. I don't yeah. really do that. I have to really like a game mm. in order for me to bet it. And also, I stick to five games a week.
0: Mm.
1: Five games a week, it's what I, I do. A lot of the contests out here and yeah. even some online where it's basically five games against the point spread, and it's a long-term investment. I'm a I'm someone who, I like tournament style things. Like when I play poker, I like tournaments. I don't really like cash games and whatnot. Mm. So, you know, you do a $100,000 buy-in and it takes you through the whole season. So I'm kind of invested for the whole year and it's best record at the end. And last year I hit 61%, but over the last 7 years, 8 years now coming up that I've been doing Veterans Minimum my podcast. Yeah. I'm roughly around 60% on it. That
0: That's amazing, man. So you like the long-term plays. You're not betting like on the actual game usually?
1: no i am betting on the actual game too but what i do is so i have those 5 picks against the spread that i do every week and yeah. then i bet them um, because i'm a degenerate and i also <laughs> like to to make some money i bet them also at the sports books i shop the lines and try to find the best numbers okay. before i make a play
0: nice and do you bet on any obscure sports or do you stick with like just football basketball hockey baseball the, the main four i guess
1: so the reason why i'm smirking right now is because <laughs> so i have i have what i call my my f- yeah. In the sense of, I have this one app for one of the sports books that I call it dumb bets. You and I are out at the bar, we're having some beers, and you're like, "Dude, let's throw a crazy parlay." I'm like, yeah. "Alright, f- I'm in. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna not ruin. I'm not gonna ruin a good night, a good a good vibe." But then I have like my serious bankroll where I'm betting bigger money on the games that I actually like. Yeah. So as far as obscure, I once bet on Madden simulators during.
0: <laughs> what is that?
1: So people playing Madden, like oh, okay. professional madden players they would match up you could Say, bet on that yeah, during the pandemic bro you were able to bet <laughs> on a lot of weird because people needed their fix so yeah, yeah. they were legit sports books that were offering madden simulators so mm-hmm. they take you know user 191 against user 202 and maybe they're professional madden players and you could legit bet on it with wow. the point spread the over unders It was some crazy
0: on i feel like those could be rigged easily
1: yeah yeah because you never know if the two are in cahoots right you could Make, just plan someone to win you know what i mean yeah and then you bet the other side yeah. that's a great question dude because especially when it's the electronic stuff i feel like those are a little bit more sketchy yeah and
0: madden's like a small world like you know all the top players in madden so you're probably friends with a ton of them
1: yeah for sure and also the craziest thing is you know you were able to bet on electronic horse racing twice that was another one you could do like i when i go to casinos and I'm, you know, I come to one pretty much every day, but yeah. I never ever play on electronic games. Mm. I, I like to physically see the dealer. Yeah. I don't think there's an edge. I know there isn't an edge, but just mentally for for my sanity as I'm playing, I would like to know that, all right, Sean's the dealer here. It's not some virtual person dealing the cards. Yeah. And I feel like mentally I have an edge. Even though I don't. I know I don't. But it just makes me feel better knowing that there's an actual person there dealing the cards or spinning the rou- roulette wheel.
0: For sure. It is a comfort thing. Cause I've played the, the blackjack machines here that are on the computers and it doesn't feel as safe for some reason.
1: It doesn't. And it also doesn't feel as fun, too. No some not of at the all. big you know, gambling, I truly believe. I've been doing it for so long, dude. I've been I've been sports betting since I was like seven years old. But the Jeez. gambling stuff I've been around it my whole life. I come from a family of gamblers. And now it's it's easier to have this conversation because yeah. it was kind of frowned upon and like, oh, you're kind of a, <laughs> a betting and gambling. But the one thing with the casino games is you don't really have a big edge on a lot of them.
0: Right. And- Shout out to today's sponsor, Articulate. I know all of you want to hit revenue targets, get that new launch done, scale your business. Well, making sure your team knows what to do and how to do it. Well, that's a huge part of that. I'm sure you all do different kinds of training, and I'm sure you've probably used tools like PowerPoint, Zoom, et cetera. And I bet you probably get super bored when someone at your company is explaining you how to use these tools. That's why I really love this tool, Articulate 360. It makes it easy to whip together, interactive, really beautiful learning that really engages people and gets info across. You're no longer falling asleep during presentation. You can create short form, micro learning, super interactive courses, and really whatever you need. With our attention spans these days dropping, something like this is super valuable. With a couple of clicks, you could send it out and check on your progress. The team can also check back in on the training anytime they want in a super simple portal. Literally everyone I know uses Articulate over 120,000 companies in all hundred of the Fortune 500. Check it out today at Articulate.com 360 to start a free trial.
1: And the coolest thing about it is it could be fun, dude. If you and I are out and we see a craps table, craps is probably the best game to play with a group of people For because sure. everyone's involved. Yeah. And you go and, you know, 100 $200, you have fun with it. I, I truly believe that sports betting could be fun. Gambling could be fun also. As long as you know your limits and you know that it is also a gamble. A lot of the table games, it's left a chance, right? Yeah. Anyone that tells you that they have a strategy in roulette is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. There is no strategy, dude. Yeah. It's all feel. It's all, I always bet the number 10. Can't tell you why, other than it's my favorite number. Yeah. I don't look at if it's hot or cold. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. Sure. Fifty dollars on on black ten usually. If it hits, it hits. It's hit twice in the a hundred attempts that I've had on it. So I'm definitely down. So you won on fifteen
0: hundred when it hit.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's a thirty six to one payout. So I think it's around it's around that much. It's yeah. a
0: lot. One of the prop bets that never made sense to me because I feel like you could just rig it easily is the the Gatorade color. Yeah, there's actually a
1: couple of sports books where, especially when you're looking at the Super Bowl there is a misconception that those props are available at every sports book and it's not the case those are considered in a category of exotic props okay meaning a lot of the sports books especially the big ones that you see advertised they call it box score analytics meaning if you take tom brady over 212 passing yards in the super bowl You could go and look at it. It's clearly there. Mm. Whereas Gatorade, it could be subjective. Was it Gatorade or was it water when it's clear? Mm. There have been incidents where it's something that's a known commodity, Mm -hmm. right? If I was the Gatorade guy for the Patriots, I could easily be like, yo, Sean, it's going to be red, bro. Yeah. And then you just go
0: and I'll tell you what color it is. Yeah.
1: Or, or not even. It's just like, yo, you're my boy. Yeah, yeah. Go to the sports book. They're giving it at eight to one. I'm the one that makes the Gatorade. It's going to be red. Yeah. So there's been incidents like that. Halftime song opener. Yeah. There's been times where you'll see a song and it's... 20 to one and then two days before the Super Bowl it's minus 150. why <laughs> is that Sean it's because it's a known thing right it's it's like when people know for a fact who the number one pick is going to be mm. you know it's something like that so those props are considered exotic props and a lot of people feel the way you do where they don't understand how you could bet on that you know one of the biggest bets that I ever made dumbest bet ever was <laughs> when the Super Bowl Super Bowl 50 was in Santa Clara in San Francisco and it was minus 300 that they were going to show alcatraz mm. and the golden gate bridge like together and i was like dude it's the it's like the only landmark in san francisco the yeah, golden yeah. gate bridge and it was in the middle of the third quarter that they flashed it i ended <laughs> up getting paid but it wasn't at a legal sports book it was like those sketchy uh, offshore uh, ones. online
0: ones yeah because yeah.
1: it's also subjective right like do they show the bridge directly in the middle or was it just off to the side? There used to be a controversy when this all started back during one of the Patriots Super Bowls, where one of the props was, is Giselle gonna be appearing on the screen at any time? Mm. And they spotlighted Robert Kraft and they showed the lower third Patriots owner, CEO, and Giselle was in the background. And that was (laughs) the only time that you saw
0: Giselle. So again, it's subjective. A lot of those bets that you were referencing, they're subjective. Yeah. Do you ever do super safe bets? Like, did you see that one guy that bet 100K on Victor going number one in the draft? And he only won, like, 200 bucks or something?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll only do that just to mentally see a green ticket cast. But <laughs> I'm, like, on a little bit of a losing skid. I'm like, we, you know, we just need to see one go in the hoop, yeah, yeah. right? I'll do something like that. But for the most part, you know, you got to be really careful, man, because there's been times where someone has live bet someone minus 1,500, Mm-hmm. they put 150,000 on it to win 10k and then doesn't go your way Oof, and then you're down 150k so there is no there's no such thing as a lock in sports betting right. though everyone likes to throw that word around there's no such thing as a sure thing there are a couple of things that are close to it right. like the NBA All-Star game 20 of the last 22 years has gone over the the win total mm. the point total excuse oh, yeah. me because they just it's a glorified pickup game yeah they They don't try yeah they don't try so that's probably the closest thing to a lock in
0: sports betting do you think certain sports are rigged
1: this is always such a polarizing topic dude because i like to believe no Mm. but then you have the tim Donahue incident yeah then you have i'm a big soccer fan juventus they're uh, a team in Syria and in Italy. Mm. They got hit hard with a scandal in the mid 2000s. Really? Yeah. And it was really interesting, dude, because they're like a traditional powerhouse, right? Like they're one of the richest teams in Europe, especially in Italy. I think the owner of the team owns Ferrari. So it's not like it's one of these like mid-tier clubs that come out of nowhere, like Leicester City, right? Leicester yeah. City in the Premier League, biggest upset in sports history, 5,000 to one, dude, One hundred dollars won you 5K. I remember that one. It was ago, in, right? in 2015. If they were to come up with a scandal, I'd be like, yeah, I kind of could see it because they're (laughs) going up with Manchester United and Chelsea and all these billionaire owners. But Juventus was like basically the Yankees of that league. And then they were rigging games. What they would do is they wouldn't rig their games, but there's a thing in soccer where if you accumulate a lot of yellow or red cards, your players miss games like down the road. So what they would do is they would go to Sean, who's the referee of, Two teams that are playing each other. But Juventus is going to play AC Milan next week. Mm. So what they'll do is they'll give Nick a yellow card so he misses the Juventus game because I'm AC Milan's best player. Mm -hmm. And then Juventus gets the benefit through that because now Nick isn't playing against them. Mm. So they weren't really rigging the Juventus games. They were rigging the games prior to playing Mm. Juventus. And then they got sent all the way down to the fourth division in the Italian league and They finally recovered, but you're talking about a eight to nine year run that they were no longer in the top league in Syria. That's
0: crazy. And you mentioned you're big into soccer. What do you think about the World Cup coming up? Do you think the US has a chance to make a run?
1: Dude, I put out a video after they failed to make the World Cup in 2018. Yeah. And I said, congratulations to the 2026 World Cup champions (laughs) the United States of America. And it still gets, it's my first viral video. And it got like over 200,000 views on YouTube and i still get hits on it to this day and the reason why i say that is if you look at the history of the world cup it's only been about nine or ten countries that have won it Mm. and seven of them have won it in their home country wow the us is hosting it it's the second time that they're hosting it and truthfully dude we actually have a really good team now Mm. we have a very young team all our players are playing overseas the mls is still a young league but it's kind of looked at as the retirement home for a lot of aging guys. They yeah. just signed Lionel Messi. That, yeah. And it's grown dramatically in the last 30 years. It's only a 30 year league. You're looking at the English Premier League. It's been around for like 100 years. Right. You know, La Liga in Spain, over 100 years. So the talent pool has definitely closed, but all our main players, Sean, they're playing on big name teams in Europe. Mm. And the biggest difference is when you're a kid and you're 16, 17 years old, anywhere else in the world as a soccer player, if you're good enough, dude, your parents are taking you out of school and putting you in the academy. And Mm -hmm. then at 17, 18, you're playing professional soccer. Over here, dude, if your parents took you out of high school at 15, 16 to go play (laughs) soccer, they'd be like, you guys are really stupid. You're going to ruin his future. But it's because our culture and society, we value the education system. And rightfully so, right? Mm -hmm. Like you should at least be able to get out of high school, in my opinion. College, different conversation for another time. But- When a kid graduates from college in the US and they go to the MLS, they're 21, 22 years old. When they play someone from Europe, dude, they've been playing professional soccer for five, six years. So that's Mm -hmm. why the gap is so different. But now a lot of our big players, bro, they play overseas and they're playing on like AC Milan, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City. It's not the San Jose earthquake.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely leveling up. It's cool to see they've gotten a lot better. Even their B team is winning games now
1: yeah they don't even need to have their full roster and they've been on a run where they've beaten mexico like seven straight times which you know that's their big rival yeah the Concacaf. you know you got jamaica and costa rica they kind of have their their moments but through the years it's been mexico versus the u.s and a lot of the mexican fans are not happy about that because they're getting dominated (laughs) now too dude and The U.S. team now, they got a forward and Bulligan, he He, his rights were between Nigeria, the U.S., and England. And he claimed the U.S., which was massive because now we have a center forward, which is like the only thing that the men's team really needed. But dude, I'm really optimistic about them really winning the World Cup in
0: 2026. It's dope. Dude, I'll never forget how good the Mexican goalie was. Oh yeah, Ochoa. What's his name, Ochoa? Yeah. Dude's a legend. Do icon. I have nightmares about him blocking insane shots. Penalty kicks, <laughs> just like the swag about him. Yeah, he's he's one of those
1: guys that are gonna live on forever. Yeah.
0: Does he still play or is he retired? now? He
1: still plays, but he's not as good as he once was. I think he's like close to 40. Yeah, he's got and his his time is coming to an end with the national team, but he's still just you know, you will you'll think that he's really old and then he'll he'll save two penalty kicks in a game. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> this guy could still do it, man.
0: <laughs> what sports do you love watching at home versus in person? Do you like watching at home more, usually? Bro,
1: I get so much shit for this one. It's the NFL. Mm. I hate going to NFL games. Same, dude. A little bougie. I like going to primetime games. And okay. one of the reasons why is because the NFL product is so good, dude. Like, you have your red zone. You have your Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you, know. I'm a big better and fantasy player, so I have all the apps open. I'm on my couch. Don't call me from 10 a.m. to <laughs> 5 p.m. on a Sunday. I will not answer. Don't text me that's my alone time and it's so good on tv dude and then when you go in person you realize that the average football game dude i don't know if you know this it's about 15 minutes long that's it the amount of time that the ball is in play from snap to whistle if you accumulate that over an entire game comes out to about 15 minutes it's nothing and if you think about it it's really true right like you know quarterback hikes the ball hands it to the running back he picks up two three yards plays over right yeah so from snap to whistle play is what five six seconds Mm -hmm. and then there's a 40 second play clock that Mm -hmm. they run down so yeah the game is a 60 minute game but really it's not like basketball where the ball's always in play right it's not like hockey where the puck is always in play it's not like soccer where for 45 minutes we know the ball's going to be in play Football's a really short game, if you really think about it. And the TV product is so, so good mm-hmm. that I don't want to miss anything when I'm going to a 1 o'clock game.
0: Yeah, and you can't see shit, honestly. I mean, I was in the no- nosebleeds, granted, but I- I'm just not a fan of going into football stadiums
1: oh dude and also like the last thing you want is you know we all have jobs and families or or, you know you you go with your significant other to a game and like chad and kyle get into a fight behind (laughs) you or they start heckling you because you're wearing a different jersey you're like dude i paid 300 dollars for these things. I, know, I don't right. want to get into a fight and one of the things that irks me the most dude and, and you know i train martial arts and i, I do jujitsu i hate street fights hmm. i hate seeing videos of dudes just getting flatlined really there, you see some of the videos of people in stadiums yeah, yeah where they get punched and then they fall down like four flights of stairs and you're Jesus. like man that's catastrophic
0: dude yeah you know you're
1: hammered and whatnot and you're heckling people it's it's so dangerous but I love seeing people get knocked out in the octagon because they're trained fighters, right? You know what I mean, like they know what they signed up for. But it's dangerous going to games too, dude.
0: Yeah, if you're going up the going up against the Eagles, you gotta. <laughs> oh, not gotta a team it. I hate. Not a
1: team I hate more in my life <laughs> too. So yeah. I'm glad that I'm, I'm actually upset that you mentioned them. But you're a Giants you're, fan. Yeah, big Giants yeah. fan.
0: Yeah, man. man, that rivalry is it gets physical, man.
1: It does, and also just you know, I'm 32 years old. I feel like my generation of giant fans we hate the eagles more than any franchise i've been Mm. talking about this for years now it's like dude they've ruined victor cruz's career ended in philly every time the giants go in there they just get smoked by 30 Mm. uh they played them in the playoffs got smoked by 30 eli manning would go in there it looked like he was a deer in the headlights (laughs) could never make any passes and you know he's one of the best quarterbacks that i've ever seen from my team i mean Mm. without a doubt but it's just a house of horrors dude and they're known the philly fanatics right? right they're known for they booed santa claus yeah, they they cheered when Michael Irvin got stretchered off the field. Like that's what they're known Sorry. for. It's a hostile place, so yeah. the fans are pretty rabid. Also, why do you think Eli Manning gets so much hate? I think it's because he's Peyton Manning's brother. Mm. I think anytime you have siblings in a sport, one is always going to be better than the other, right. and that's probably the closest sibling rivalry—not even rivalry, just siblings in sports that both accomplish a lot of the same things. Mm granted Eli Manning didn't win a uh regular season MVP Peyton Manning is arguably the best quarterback of all time in the sense of how he plays the position the most accomplished is Tom Brady with the Super Bowls right but Peyton is older brother Peyton was the face of the league yep. Peyton was he did it a lot cooler mm. and cleaner and more flashy where Eli Manning I think never threw a spiral in his career the ball always came <laughs> out like I saw that. you know craziness and he ended up winning two Super Bowls, as many as Peyton did. And it wasn't always pretty with Eli. Dude would get slaughtered by New York media, dude. Yeah. Growing up in the East Coast and in New York City, it's, it's like it was never good enough. And I think that's why he gets a lot of heat. Like Seth Curry, I think, is a great basketball player, but he's mm-hmm. Steph's younger brother. So it's right. like you're always going to be that thing where You're not gonna be as good as as the older sibling, or sometimes it's the younger sibling too. But I think that's why he gets a lot
0: of heat. Man, I love that analogy. It's gotta be tough on you mentally to be always someone's shadow almost.
1: Exactly. And that's why when you do accomplish, it's ah, but you're not Peyton. Yeah, yeah. It's like like, nothing you do is good enough. It's it's literally never. He won two
0: Super Bowls and people still question if he's a Hall of Famer, like you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a ridiculous take that people have.
1: Um, I think if you win multiple Super Bowls, you're automatically a Hall of Famer. Especially if you're the QB. Especially if you're the QB. And also, dude, I think a big part of people's excellence in professional sports is your availability. Dude played 15 years, didn't miss a start. Yeah. I think that's a big part of your greatness. LeBron James, 20 years, been arguably a top five guy. Pretty much every year. 19 of the 20 years. Maybe his rookie year he wasn't. But then after that, yeah, exactly. It's like. Man, there's something to be said about longevity and greatness. Being consistent for that many years. Dirk Nowitzki, Colby, mm-hmm. Duncan.
0: It's like, dude, these guys have been great for that long. Yeah. That in, in itself should just prove that they're on another level.
1: Dude, how many athletes have you had a chance to speak to or or maybe interview on your show or even just been a fan of you're like,
0: bro, I wish he stayed healthy. Almost all of them, to be honest. Yeah. Like Paul George, like so many.
1: Dude, a ton of them. Thousands of them. Yeah. And then when you look at guys that for 15 plus years, they're every game, man. They only sat out because it was load management. Yeah. It wasn't because they were injured. I think that's a massive part of your
0: grief. Absolutely. It's underrated. Now, what do you think of this whole incident with Saquon Barkley not reaching a deal with the Giants? Fully expected, without a doubt. And there's not a...
1: There's not a take that I have Sean in sports that I'm more hypocritical about the running back position mm. if you're a running back hold out get your money your shelf life is three to four years that you're at your prime and a lot of these teams they do what they're doing to these guys now they draft them high or they'll get them in their prime they'll run them to the ground and then they're like oh it's time for you to get paid nah, let's lowball you mm. this is this is what happens to the running back position. Every single time there's a big name running back, it happened with Alvin Kamara, happened with Zeke, it happened with Derrick Henry. Eventually, you're no longer that guy. Mm. And what happens is early on in your career, you're the guy. And then eventually, when it's time for you to make 12, 13, 15 million a year, which is what your market value should be, the running back position has been devalued because we just saw the Kansas City Chiefs, bro, win the Super Bowl and their running back that got 80% of the touches was a seventh round pick Wow, out of Rutgers. It ain't exactly a football powerhouse, right? Hey, I'm like, from Rutgers. You are? Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Shout out to Rutgers, East Coast <laughs> no, I know gang. how much
0: they suck though. <laughs> but you know, you're know, you
1: not going to Rutgers to find the next big nah, star is what enough. I'm saying. You, know, you go to Ohio State, you go to Alabama, you go to Michigan, and they won a Super Bowl with a seventh round pick. There's been teams over the last decade, the average salary for an NFL running back that has won a Super Bowl is under $3 million because it's become so pass heavy. Right. The quarterback is making north of $40 million if you have a certified alpha. Right. What does the quarterback do? He throws it. So the wide receivers now are making more money. Mm. You know, The Cincinnati Bengals are gonna have probably two wide receivers if they could keep them, that are gonna make north of $25 million, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. But the game has changed, so the running back gets devalued. And it's super unfortunate because the reason why I say I'm so hypocritical is because if you're a running back, Yo, hold out. It's expected. I was like, yeah, no he's going to hold out. Hmm. Josh Jacobs on the Raiders. Austin Eckler. He's led the league in touchdowns, bro, and back-to-back years. You know how hard that is? And they're like, yeah, we don't want to pay you. It's like, right. what the it's just, it's just wild how the running back position has been devalued. But if I'm an owner, if I'm a GM, I'm doing what they're doing. Hmm. But for the player, the, the player side of things, bro, hold out, get your money. Because this is what happens. This is what they do to running back. So do you think
0: the Giants could go without Saquon?
1: He's a massive, massive part of their offense. Like yeah. He's undoubtedly the best player on the offense. However, the running back position, you have to also look at the organization where Brian Dable and Joe Schoen, who are the head coach and the GM, they come from Buffalo. Mm. Buffalo hasn't had a really good running back at all during their time in Buffalo. This was a team that went to the AFC title game, they're winning their division. Mm. But they got the stud quarterback they got the stud wide receiver and they built everything around them All right so can the giants win without saquon i want to say yes but i think he definitely undoubtedly makes them a way better team
0: for sure uh have you ever hit any nasty parlays like five or ten teamers
1: yeah i've hit i've hit a couple um dude there was a weekend in vegas march 2022 i came for colby covington Jorge Masvidal, that was a headliner pay-per-view at the UFC. I'm a huge UFC fan. I have evidence of this because people don't believe me when I say <laughs> it. I hit two four-leg parlays, a six-leg, and a nine-leg parlay. What? And Sean, I hit every single bet I made that weekend. I I love to bet props in the UFC, right? Yes. Like a lot of people like parlays, but you could find a 12-to-1 prop on someone to win by submission yeah you hit that that's basically a you know a five to six leg parlay for the most part and i was hitting knockout first round for this guy submission round two for that guy it was crazy and as the card is going on i'm drinking more and more beer i'm drinking more and more (laughs) beer and i'm telling my buddy nick who i was with i was like dude when the main card started we had all favorites left i was like we might win like twenty thousand dollars. he's like no way i'm like. I don't know if it's the the Coors Light that's hitting right now, but I feel really good about this. Yeah. And after every fight, dude, I'm grabbing. I'm like, I can't believe this. And, dude, we hit. I had $21,600 worth of tickets cashed, like needed to be cashed in my jacket pocket, walking around Las Vegas Boulevard, yeah. blitz at three in the
0: morning. And you did you lose it? No, or? no, no, no. I won it. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no, no, come on, oh, we took it off you. The way you were going with that yeah, story. No, no, no.
1: But but it was really dumb because at one point I went to take off my jacket and just leave it behind a chair. And then I'm like, <laughs> what the f- am I going to do right now? Yeah. I can't have that
0: happen. Wait, so how much did you put up to win twenty-one?
1: Oh, dude, like three hundred bucks? That's it? Yeah. I'm t- a fifty dollar um nine like parlay that pay, paid close to like twenty three hundred. <laughs> parlay was like a hundred bucks. And then the other ones were you know, I had a three leg parlay of knockout, knockout submission and twenty five dollars paid like two K. Jeez. And then we had another crazy one. Like, dude, it was nuts. We yeah. we did a hundred dollar parlay where we took the nine fighters and that paid like eleven point one. Jeez. It was crazy, man. And I like, it'll, it'll never happen again.
0: Yeah. I like how you only use your fun money on parlays because most people they use their regular money on it and they get carried away and oh dude. They just get wrecked. I don't get a lot of heat on social media, but when it comes to
1: sports betting picks, when I post my five picks, I could go four and one. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, four and one. that's I'll take four and one all day. The rest of my life yeah every week. And I'll get five to six people be like, oh, dude, you don't know. <laughs> I'm like, let me guess. You parlayed. Yeah. Well, don't parlay, bro, because if you go four and one, Sean, and you bet $100, let's just use $100 because it's the easiest number for us to, to reference. You go four and one you hit for $400, you lose $100, you're still up $300 yeah. by straight betting them. That's why professional bettors, they straight bet. They hate parlays. Right. I do what you said. Parlay's fun. Yo, here's 20 bucks, man. Let's go. Sean, who, who do you like tonight to score over 30? I like Paul Pierce. I like, well, not Paul Pierce, Paul George. I like Embiid and Harden. All right, f- let's do it. Here's 20 bucks. Whatever yeah. happens. That's fun. I'm not expecting to win it it's fun i think sports betting is fun if you do that and yeah yeah, the serious money i straight bet
0: it. i love that i want to touch up on your pod before we wrap up you've been doing it for eight years you're ahead of the game what have you learned throughout that whole journey because you've really persevered for a long time
1: dude i think uh perseverance persistence are the two words i would use to describe me in in all aspects of my life especially when it comes to content creating because i know the stuff is good it just Figuring out the algorithm, right? I know mm-hmm. you you've been in the game too for a while now too, and it's like, well, they, now the algorithm wants this, and then two weeks from now it changes. So, I've just been consistent with it, man, and and I don't like to take no for an answer. I'll, I'll shoot my shot. I guess I'd rather hear no mm. than than not ask, because in the end it's still a no, right? Yeah. So why not ask? It's being consistent. It's it's building an audience of a couple thousand people that listen to every show, and that's been able to take me to hear where I record my stuff here at the Blue Wire studio being a part of blue Wire, getting my foot in the door with Vson and it's like, yeah, would I want millions of followers? No get <laughs> everyone would. but it's it's understanding that that small that small portion of people that when I tell them, hey man, can you go and tag Sean because I want to get him on my show mm-hmm. they'll go and do it right So in 10 minutes you get 50 mentions of at Nick Day to be like, who is this kid but I have that audience that'll go and do it. that's cool. When someone tweets out like, oh, I want to go on a podcast, whose pod should I go? I go to the Discord, or I'll put it on my Instagram, I'm like, hey, reach out to Sean, tell him I want him on my pod. Yeah. They'll go and be like, at Veterans Minimum, at That's sick. I love and that. And it's like, yeah, dude, like, it's 30, 40 people spamming you all in 10 minutes. You're going to notice
0: that. Yeah, you're going to see that.
1: So it's, I tell content creators this all the time, like, don't ignore your fan base. Mm. Don't ignore your supporters. Do we all want hundreds of thousands? Yeah, we all do. But those 500, those 1,000, those 2,000 people that listen to your content yep. all the time, it's basically like having 20, 30, 50,000 downloads of listeners.
0: yeah, That's how I view it. No, I love that. So on my Instagram, I thank 100 people a week that repost my clips. I would do more, but I get blocked from messaging that many. And on um, YouTube, I try to respond to as many comments as I can.
1: Dude, there becomes an instant connection, man. Like I remember the first time I had an athlete like repost something of mine. Just like a tweet, I was like, that's dope. Yeah. And to have to even think that someone would feel that way, like when I repost someone's stuff, they're like, yo, I can't believe you replied. I was like, you can't. <laughs> like, you of course funny. I reply, you know? Like, but I can imagine with you, with the
0: millions of followers that you have, it's probably, it gets overwhelming sometimes. I literally get blocked on Instagram. It's happened to me a few times because when I thank, I guess you can only message a certain amount of people in a short time frame. So if I thank like 10 people in a row, I'll just start getting blocked. Yeah. But on YouTube, I try to, there's so many comments on YouTube, but I try to reply to a lot of them.
1: You know, you, know, you can make someone's day by just replying. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't think of myself highly or anything special. I love to have fun. I love to goof around. I like to poke fun at myself too. And to think that someone would be appreciative of me responding to a comment or a tweet is like, yeah. is wild to me. But also, like, I put myself in their position.
0: Yeah, it's a little thing. So I learned that trick from Gary V actually, because I think he spends 10 minutes a day responding to dms and stuff
1: who's the one person that you like mark out to use the wrestling term like you use, lose your if
0: they replied to you If they replied to me probably elon musk wow yeah. okay i've seen so many of his interviews like i love the way he because the thing with super intelligent people is they can't articulate themselves to the general public usually but elon's able to do that which is a huge skill to have
1: i love that pick mine would be lebron
0: I'd probably be in my top three.
1: LeBron, dude, because, I mean, we're, how old are you again? 26. Yeah, I'm 32. So, like, he's the first mega star of social media. Yeah. And he's the first dude that I could remember his first game against the Kings. Like, yeah, I remember he's, he's that. Like, I literally watched his entire career. You have. Yeah, that's nuts. And to be able to comprehend it, too. You know, like, I saw I saw Jordan play the Knicks in 1997. Bro, I was six years old. I don't really remember yeah, right? I, don't. I just remember being there. But I couldn't <laughs> tell you like what he did or whatnot. I'd have to go and, you know, fake flex that I remember that game. <laughs> but with LeBron, like, dude, I remember everything. I remember the 20, 25, 29 straight points he scored against Detroit. Mm. You know, I remember the wars with the Celtics. And yeah. When he went to the heat and the you know, the wars continued and winning the tie, like everything, bro. He's the first megastar. And to be great for 20 years, like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. on this episode, is just wild to me. And what's the bad mistake he's made he made the decision where he donated a ton of money to the boys and girls club anyway like that's the thing he gets the most heat for but and going to the heat and going to the heat yeah Yeah. but he opened it up man because now everyone kind of just i say i would never buy us a nba jersey nowadays because dudes sign five years 230 million (laughs) and then they're like yo i don't want to play anymore
0: yeah nick what's next for you man what guests you got coming up what you working on
1: right now we're in the process of gearing up for the football season we got the nfl preview show that drops every year it's going to be the ninth one sean that i'm doing so it's like the flagship episode of veterans minimum mm. that'll be coming out uh i don't know when this is going to air but it's always labor day weekend it's that monday it's the longest episode i do dude how long close to like four hours straight straight through. breaks straight through no. yeah tossing back a couple cold ones too okay. so we get a little spicier as that the show helps. goes yeah it definitely helps but you know the reason why it's so long all my episodes are about 45 to an hour I think that's a nice sweet range there but this one is you're breaking down 32 teams you're breaking down predictions and mm. yardage leaders and MVPs and all that yeah. stuff so it's a it's a huge deep dive it's basically that man and you know I had you on my show too that did really well and I appreciate you for that yeah and hey, you guys could go and check that one out too but it's at veterans minimum is the name of my show not a veteran by the way it's just a play on <laughs> word. i always get that i'm a veteran but it's uh it's a play on words in the sports world when the guy's about to retire they want to still play you know yeah. chase that veterans minimum every league has one and yeah man at nick day is 10 is my social media and i'm i'm doing a lot of dope oh, f- dude yeah. so just follow along and, and you'll be excited
0: about it. i'll be keeping an eye on you brother thanks for coming on thank you for having me thanks for watching guys see you next time